0: Good afternoon and welcome. Today's Tuesday, November 19th, and this is the HedquistX Podcast, and I am your host, Rob Hedquist. Today is episode 101, and I'm happy to be able to bring to you an exclusive interview with the founder and CEO of Brilliant Medicine, Rhea Born. Rhea is a remarkable human being, an incredible business owner, and really a fantastic practitioner, as I know from firsthand experience. So today, Rhea talks about her medicine, optimism, and how she uses that ethos to care for, support, and heal those she works with, as well as society as a whole. So without further ado, here is all things Rhea Bourne.
1: Good afternoon, Rhea. It's great to have you here on the Hedquist X podcast today.
2: Hey, Rob, it's really good to hear your voice.
1: Yeah, it's so fantastic to, uh, to be able to connect with you again. Unfortunately, we're having to do it by phone today, but nevertheless, I know that it's going to be a great podcast and a great opportunity for you to talk about brilliant medicine and yourself, and um, so I'm excited. So welcome.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me to do this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Rhea, we've obviously known each other for a couple of minutes, and um, I know <laughs> um, a little bit about your background, but it would be great if you could perhaps tell the listeners a little bit about you, Rhea Bourne, and um, your medicine, which is brilliant medicine, and just give a little bit of background on that.
2: Yeah, Absolutely um well my name is raya born and i was born in seattle actually um i i think that i want to talk a little bit about how i ended up in the medicine um
3: just because i think
2: it's a i think it's a common story for um, a lot of us who go into medicine or um, some people call themselves healers that actually find it through their own healing and um, part of living in Washington is that there's such amazing access to mountains and so I grew up as a athlete in the mountains um, spent some most of my time here but also in the Tetons um, snowboarding and climbing and I have some serious injuries to my low back that were debilitating and keeping me from doing what I love and out in nature Um, And so it was actually when I was living in Jackson that somebody told me in the community, I was like, hey, there's an acupuncturist in town and, you know, he's really helping people with their sports injuries. And at Mm -hmm. that time, I had never really even heard of acupuncture. I was very interested in medicine, more naturopathic medicine. Um, And so I went to see him and rob it was the funniest i mean I, you've had acupuncture many people that yes. listen to this now this was like 25 years ago so a lot has changed but um i went and met this really quirky individual that was practicing acupuncture without a license because you didn't need one in wyoming at the time um mm-hmm. and the stuff that was going on for me was creating sciatic pain Anybody who's ever had that it's quite excruciating and you know that it, kind of goes through the glute area and so he was um, he put all these need- needles in my glutes so I was face down and then he hooked me up to stim machine so the it's a small machine that sends electrical current into the needle um, and then it causes the muscle that the needles in to contract and so my glutes started wow. contracting like on and off and on and off <laughs> And I was literally bouncing around on the table because glutes are a big muscle, right? Yes, and yes. he left the room.
3: Oh my god! And then I
2: was, <laughs> I was just in there, bouncing oh. around on the table. Um, oh my god! Anyway, so you know, good question is why did you like it, you know, and why did you go into <laughs> this medicine? <Yeah. laughs> but I literally got off the table and um, was like 90% pain-free I think I went like back one or two other times I didn't really need it Um, and I had been you know dealing with that for a good decade so amazing yeah and so even though it's really quite a strange experience I some things really start to click in in my mind and and my heart at the Mm -hmm. time of like this was pre-career you know I was really dedicated to climbing and snowboarding that's what my life was about and I was started thinking like oh I really want to have the skills and techniques that make people feel different when they leave the room Um, Mm. and cause some kind of change in the system to happen so that people feel better when they leave and up until that point I was thinking about going back to naturopathic school I had a mentor at the time and she um, her greatest frustration with the work was that she would her her efficacy was completely based on patients compliance you know she would say take these supplements um, change these dietary things and then you know come back and see me we will reassess and if people decided not to do that then her medicine wasn't effective do you know what i'm saying
1: yes absolutely
2: yeah so um that was so um, going through this experience for myself was like really you know life changing um and it got me really interested in going to acupuncture school so that's a little bit about my
1: yeah that's that's a that's a Great piece on your background, Rand. So, so you've been practicing over twenty years now. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Let's see. I where right, I started um, my education twenty years ago. Okay. So I've been in private practice for about seventeen years.
1: That's a, that's a yeah. long period. That's a really long period of time, and and hopefully some of the. Some of the listeners have are familiar with acupuncture, but maybe you could give the listeners that aren 't familiar with ac- acupuncture just a little bit more background on what it is you actually do as um, you know with your medicine and helping people to heal
2: yeah, thank you. Um, I think that for those who are familiar and those who aren't familiar is that um, what I like to share with people is that acupuncture is Kind of known in its um, efficacy with musculoskeletal pain so a lot of people get acupuncture and massage for pain and what I like to share with people and my patients who may come to me originally for pain and then we work through that and there's other things going on with their bodies is to understand that acupuncture and East Asian medicine are are an internal medicine completely so if there's you know things going on with the digestive system or the um, reproductive system or migraines or all these kind of internal medicine um, aspects of ourselves then acupuncture can meet that as well Um, I think that's still fairly unknown unless someone gets regular acupuncture and has someone that they work with and trust Mm -hmm. Um, so it's you know and I think so for me personally I, I really um feel like the refinement of the craft is is my way of honoring the lineage and the teachers that have taught me and that you know everything that's come before me so honoring that's really important i think that the medicine itself matches um wherever we are in you know, humanity's timeline this is a medicine that goes back maybe 5000 years so it's mm-hmm. and but it's still applicable in modern times For modern bodies for modern problems because it's always been changing it isn't the same Um, and it changes through practitioners um, you know learning through experience and and shifting the way that they work with people Um, so yeah those are some things I think about and like sharing
1: no that's I I think that's fantastic background for The listeners because you you put it in such great perspective you know this is therapy that's been around for 5,000 years that continues to evolve and within your practice just can you can you pinpoint on and talk a little bit about how it's evolved over the last 17 years for you
2: yeah absolutely I would love to Um, I think that the only way to get experience is through experience. And so the way that I was practicing when I started is very different from the way that I practice now, and that's completely in relationship to who I've been treating over the last, you know, almost 20 years. And what I found um, is that the more uh, present I am with people, the more present I am actually with how their bodies are showing up, um, the more that i uh, ha- without a better term would be the more I can hear, the more I can um, palpate and feel from their system as to what needs to be shifted. Um, and then i I practice directly in response to that listening instead of when I started practicing was um, it was a really conceptual overlay like needlepoint protocols say somebody comes in for a migraine and I think in my head like oh this point this point this point that's a great point combination for headache
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, but now I recognize that what my mind wants to overlay on someone's lived experience or what's presenting in their body is generally irrelevant so if I have an overlay, I'm kind of I'm missing how that person is showing up that day um, and what their body has to tell me. So I analyze the tongue and the pulse, I check in with the channels. Um, these are all palpation techniques and um, kind of engage with the biorhythms of the body and thermal layers. I mean, it's without getting too technical, it's these Skills that I've learned over the last postgraduate, you know, postgraduate, graduate. <laughs> How do I say that? Right. So this is like my PhD level is <laughs> yeah. is just um, listening to deep in deeper in deeper ways to what's showing up in the body, and it's fascinating. It keeps me really interested in what I'm doing. There's nothing protocol or rote or um, uh, nothing the same about any given day.
1: I, I love that. I love that, Rhea, because so, sometimes we use the analogy um, in coaching and being a change agent that, that what people believe that they're showing up for is not really what they're showing up for. That there's some mm. something possibly else going on with their system that they may be unaware of.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah yeah just to put that Sorry. kind of
1: I'll oh, go ahead Please go. No, please go ahead. Well,
2: just kind of in a in a bring it down to the practical cuz I think things are fairly useless unless we make them practical is that I love it. Just like you said, we don't what we're showing up for may not be what we need to be showing up for. <laughs> it's like if somebody I'll use the example of like somebody comes in with these, you know, persistent ongoing headaches and I'm finding some things very interesting that are happening in the ankle and so I treat that area the channels that run through the ankle um, the points that are the body's really telling me to go for and they're like what the heck like didn't you hear me I am having headaches like you didn't do anything with my head (laughs) this is my life you know this is how it kind of comes out (laughs) and uh, so it's great to engage in that conversation of just like there's there's so much more going on here and if I just treat your head and not the deeper part, then your headaches will continue. So it's very
1: fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing work that you do. Um, you know, in full transparency to listeners, I, I've been one of Rhea's clients, and she is an incredible acupuncturist, not only acupuncturist, but also um, a master herbalist as well. And so maybe you can talk about how you intertwine um, your herbal therapy in with the acupuncture.
2: Mm, yeah, I'd love to. Um, I think that they are innately intertwined. Um, I feel like I probably prescribe herbs to maybe 50% of the people I see every day. Um, so it's not necessary. But there are certain things that show up in the body where it's very clear that that herbal nourishment or herbal... Um, chemical shift could be really useful and catalyze the treatment um, so that's when I use herbs, mm-hmm. so,
1: that's fantastic or with kids and, or with kids,
2: yeah, because they're not always interested in the needle, you know what I mean, so <laughs> we do <laughs> right. we do we do other things right. we do all pull the other tools out of the toolkit
1: yes, absolutely,,
2: mm-hmm. but I love working I mean, with as adult, kids
1: yeah. Well, I, I'm sure you're as amazing at it as you are with adults, and sometimes adults don't even like the needles. Myself included, Yeah. So, <laughs> so Ray, one of the things that I just appreciate about you so much is that is that you are this uh, incredible practitioner around um, around acupuncture and and being mm-hmm. an herbalist, but but you're also an incredibly successful business person out there in the, in the marketplace and and you know I know you you cuz we have talked and you and you've done an amazing job building your practice over these last 17 years as 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 an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that from your perspective
2: <laughs> Yeah I feel like um you know when I went into acupuncture school I did definitely didn't have any concept that I was going to be a business person or a business owner um, but that's part of the game unless you get hired by somebody, which wasn't really happening. There weren't larger you know East Asian medical clinics at the time that were doing a lot of hiring, so private practice was the ticket um and so a lot of this you know i just I literally fumbled around for about a decade um You know with other friends who were starting small businesses you know we would just kind of fumble through information and helpful things from taxes to marketing to um you know kind of underlying programs that would help our businesses and um i did a fairly poor job of of that and for a long time and that's absolutely fine and working with you rob was fantastic because one of the like there's many many poignant things that you helped me get to in the coaching program but one of them was oh, that you asked me you asked me what you know so I what my intention was to make my business my main dish instead of a side dish of my life which it had been I was kind of part time and doing these other things like raising a kid and you know, building a house in Seattle and, and some other things that I was focused on and I was feeling like a business failure. And you said, Well those things that you're doing, that raising a kid and, you know, focusing on creating this home for your family, would you have changed those? Would you have done those any differently and made a different choice? And I said, Absolutely not. And then you said, Well then it's a success. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. So that was such a liberating um, conversation that we had and to not have that kind of story of failure in any way. I mean, those were choices that I made and I wouldn't have changed any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to honor you and thank you for you, know, you always pull out the juicy nuggets. Um,
1: uh-huh. They're really
2: helpful. Well,
1: thank you. For, um, thank you for saying that Ralph. Appreciate <laughs> that.
2: Yeah. And so when you yeah. when you Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was just no. Please continue. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. So I don't feel that any of that was a failure. I do feel like I didn't have a lot of um, the needed support at the time during that, just information-wise. So it wasn't till a few years ago that um, I really decided to turn fully towards my work. It was like. Wanting to share the medicine with more people feeling really jazzed and excited about that Um, And still without the tools and knowledge of like how to be a good business person how to kind of get my um, What I had what I have to offer out to more people the word, you know spread the word Um, And That was about the time where we started working together and
3: Mm.
2: I had already kind of turned towards it in terms of like uh, really getting this beautiful website going a lot of imagery around the work. I'm trying to encapsulate the beauty and potency of the medicine in imagery, which really, really helped just me as a person who values beauty. Um, and then we started working together. And the question is business, right? <laughs> yeah. We're on the business tip. Okay. Um, yeah. And oh, that's oh, great. so great, yeah. yeah. And t- I really feel like that three months of working with you coaching like it was a full turn towards my work. And you know, I are I, it was like everything was behind me. I had a, a patient population that was there I have this beautiful website and starting to make some marketing materials and and I really the main thing though is the skill set. You know, I was already practicing. I felt comfortable and um, grounded in in what I was doing so that part wasn't new I didn't need to gain any more in that sense and so that fulcrum of like starting to work with you and honing in on the messaging around how I talk about what I do because it's really vast right it's very hard to encapsulate yeah. this unseen backstory to the actual action of doing acupuncture Um, into something that was meaningful for me and authentic Um, and so once that process started rolling I mean you helped me with clear intentions and I had clear intentions that I wanted to double my patient population and triple my income and I can proudly say that for the last six months not only do I have the systems that show me that uh, that has happened exactly it's not just mm. me saying, Oh yeah, I think I've tripled my income. Um but for and this is so that's happened. And just like celebrating the completion awesome. and the like, culmination of that intention that was so scary to say when I first said it, because I was like, Oh my god, what if it doesn't happen? Then I'm a failure <laughs> And you were like, But what if it does, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um Yes, yeah, so I feel like just the last three years, have I've become the good entrepreneur and the very powerful business person that I've wanted to be because that is the riverbed that holds my medicine.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, right? Because because congrats, first of all, congratulations on, on all that because you have personally done all that work yourself and it's been mm-hmm. such a blessing to be able to work with you and to, and to see you, Put those systems into place that um, we knew and believed were going to get you to the goals that you wanted to get to. And, and obviously, yeah. they, they have. And so, you know, congratulations to you for that because you you found the systems, you made the decisions, you, you did all of it. And so mm-hmm. it was really based upon your effort and um, it was amazing. And so for other entrepreneurs, and, you know, now that you're consider yourself, you know, a successful founder and <laughs> CEO of brilliant medicine that you, you've mm-hmm. always been successful. But, you you know, you feel like you've fumbled, your, fumbled, fumbled around there for a couple of years. Is there any one particular thing that you could, or maybe it's even three things you could like zoom in on for somebody that's just starting out that may help them find their way a little bit better?
2: yes i think the first thing that i would say is to know that you have something of value to offer just keep honing in to that that piece that you it could be a skill or a product um it doesn't really matter you know what it is but that that it's backed by you and you're this i mean i think so one is having this just knowing in your bones that you have something of value to offer and two is that 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 offering is unique because it comes through you there's nobody like you um, and I think that I you know besides keeping it simple and being clear about what you're offering those are the two I think that are most important because people feel that richness and that depth and that authenticity when you're sharing it with them you know we all have the ga- the ability to gauge bullshit you know so when it's really coming true from your heart the person might not even know that they needed what you have to offer but they're resonating with that depth and that authenticity and it gets very much more interesting for them
1: um, very much so yeah very much so was is there a third third piece in there or just those two primary which are very I
2: think it's those two and yeah okay. those two pieces and and the whole piece just having it be you know keeping it simple like just keeping com- coming back to the primary you know reason behind the offering just keep coming back to that yeah
1: no that's those are those are really um important things i think you just pointed out ran i you know I know that sometimes that um you know, for individuals that are working, working with other people, um, whether it be acupuncture or massage, physical therapy, physicians, whatever it may be, but when you're working with other people, there can be at times like a drain on your own kind of energy system. So what, what do you do mm-hmm. to kind of recharge your batteries and stay like at the top of your game?
2: first and foremost is time alone okay um and I think that's going to be different for everybody but because I do have such intimate connections with people on a consistent basis and I'm in a space where there's a a holding a lot of pain for people I'm not holding pain but I'm holding a space for them to be in pain or however they need to show up um, that I need to be alone and kind of re center with myself meditation Mm -hmm. prayer um, really good rest (laughs) sleep is very important Um, yeah I think that's I think that's the my main way of recharging is that time alone preferably in nature or with natural elements Um, Mm -hmm. and I gotta move I gotta move my body and you know stay alive <laughs> right.
1: movement is key isn't it
2: mm-hmm it really is I mean we're we're animated beings. so however we're I give thanks and praise every day that my body is capable of what I want it to do on a daily basis and so I want to take care of it really well
1: hundred percent hundred percent on that for sure hmm so, so we've heard a little bit about um, the work you do um, in Brilliant Medicine and have heard a little bit about you as um, obviously the founder and CEO of a very successful business. Tell me a little bit about the Rhea Born ethos and what that looks like and what that feels like.
2: <laughs> I love this question, Rob
1: thank
2: you <laughs> I could say if there's the an ethos and there is uh, if it could be encapsulated in words it would be radical optimism
1: oh, and, that is fantastic
2: yeah oh, and radical because it's not the status quo um, and it's a f- for me it's a form of optimism that's both informed um and it's you know it's not like surface happy or anything i think it's fed from from a deeper access to self and and the divine um i feel like the gifts of that are really just having always having the knowledge that there's another perspective another take or like a way to kind of step back and look at things from a more universal um, perspective uh, feels less um, trapped you know? um mm-hmm. there's more choice it opens it's a liberative it kind of opens up you know things are really challenging or hard I usually take a few breaths and just open up my perspective my aperture. Um, with this sense of optimism, like, I, f- I feel like there's choice in here, I feel like there might be more than I see, than I can see. Mm. Um, and I think this relates to my work in the sense that I, you know, this is what I hold for p- every patient that walks through the doors, I hold them in this kind of potential of well being. Um, like a possible like a a bigger possibility of the expression in their body I, mean, I hold that um, space
1: so, and and hold it you know when you hold that space for um for the individuals obviously that come in your office, the individuals obviously in your life, mm-hmm. do you feel like that that is picked up on by those individuals, and that helps with the healing process.
2: I don't have a control, <laughs> so there aren't times okay. when I don't do it, so that I, you okay. know, so I can tell the difference. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, Sorry, you're the fifty percent of people today that I'm gonna not hold. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love
2: um. It. So you know there's that but that is the reflection that I get back from people um, verbally is quite often you know this one of like this is a space of healing I walk in here I feel like you see me you know that you that there's more options available for me some people say like are you always this optimistic Um, that kind of feedback but I know what happens with people's what's more important to me is what happens with people's bodies I have to be present and the state of presence is always more open to me than confining Um, and so when I'm present with people which is my practice for each person there's um, a coherence that starts to happen in their system where their system opens up to possibility of maybe something being different maybe something um, that's here that needs to get out of the way or be released so that the biological intelligence can start taking over this concept of coherence is well studied now Um, and so I can sense that in someone's system I don't necessarily relate it to me being you know optimistic Um, but it is there's an opening that happens and it's a therapeutic opening that we talk about in the medicine quite a bit Uh,
1: that mm-hmm. is uh that's really 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 interesting because um you know we talk a lot about and obviously the coaching and change agent profession is about you know positive and open mindset and and that degree of optimism and and what that can create for us in our lives and it sounds like you, you experience similar in your practice with with your patients and by you holding that open mm-hmm. space for them and then it then helps them to maintain that within their own body and, and process that whatever you're working on. hmm
2: mm-hmm. I mean you I think we've all had the experience where when we're in well definitely in many medical set, settings but also within the healer you know alternative medicine realm where the practitioners may be uptight or rushed or there's something that's constricted in the in their system and for me, I mean, I have a pretty strong gauge of that, so it's it's really hard for my body to open up and receive the medicine that's being offered when that's the situation
1: mm-hmm. you no know, so. so so yeah so then so then, how do you keep yourself so open?
2: Well, I think it's over year you know those over years of practice and understanding the importance of it um mm-hmm but i you know i it i do guard this optimism with a ferocity like there are certain things that i i just don't do anymore i don't i don't watch the news i don't go to big events where there's lots of people like i really have to curate my life in a certain way um it's one of my i think that's one of my biggest challenges is is finding the ways in which to protect this mm. um peace so cuz i know the direct relationship with my efficacy in my practice and this so it's important to me and then there's things that need to go you know sometimes i'm not in, is informed about what's going on in the world um but it's only the negative stuff that's televised anyway so <laughs> i do have a good handle on it's you know all point. the amazing <laughs> beautiful
3: things
1: that
2: are happening in the world
1: yeah so there are uh, there are lots of sites out there that just only focus on the positive which uh, if you haven't explored those as a listener I would encourage you to do so because there's some good positive websites that are out there that will report positive information Um
2: yeah we all need a few good doses of that
1: every day w- we certainly do we certainly do um mm-hmm. So, I mean, talk to, if you can, because I think that that everybody in their life has experienced challenges, and is there anything, and I apologize to listeners if you can hear the uh, sirens in the background, this is, um, as, as I've stated in the interlude, or will, to the podcast, this is unedited, and and Rod, so sometimes we get some background noise, and you may hear the sirens here in downtown Seattle. I apologize for that. So let me ask a question really quick, and then I can go on mute so you can don't have to be impeded by the sirens, Ray. But everybody goes through challenges in their life. And, and if you're looking at your life, what would you say has been your greatest challenge? And then how did you navigate that?
2: I don't think i can talk about that in the past tense because i feel like my greatest challenge is ongoing and it has to do with what we were just talking about in terms of you know um holding on to the preciousness of this optimism or or like you said this these words change agent or what i think of myself as a vision holder for a Mm -hmm. better more life-affirming world that it for you know, the well being of humanity and, and the planet. I've, you know, this has been a lifelong piece for me is holding a vision at the same time of really seeing how the world is showing up at this very tumultuous time. Mm-hmm. So I feel I'm navigating that line on a daily basis. And um, I think it's a welcome challenge because I I don't want to let go of this torch that I hold in terms of being a vision holder of like what is possible for our bodies what is possible for our relationship with the planet Um, and yeah I don't know what else really to say about that in terms of navigating I think we've I've spoken a little bit about just the things that I need to do in my life to be able to maintain that
1: well, you, you've yes. talked to me. You've, you've talked to me, and, and thank you for um, and couching it as you know that continues to be your greatest challenge. How do you, you know, maintain this precious hold of this this optimism that you have, and what that brings to your practice and to your life, et cetera. And, and you know, in our discussions, I know you do quite a few other things outside of, of even brilliant medicine to to hold that vision. For yourself, and one of the things I always appreciated you telling me about was your the I hope I don't get this too wrong, but but this the tea tent and the tea room that you that you set up <laughs> and, and, and mm-hmm. what you felt like that was bringing. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the things you do from a service perspective, because I know contribution and growth are really important for you
2: Mm mm-hmm we sure are Um, yeah the tea we have a tea house that's a mobile and we set it up in different ways in um, different places around at least the West Coast Um, music festivals Uh, my husband recently took a mobile aspect to um, a handpan festival in Maui um, last month a handpan is an instrument If you don't know what it is, you should look it up because it's amazing. Um, (laughs) Okay. And what we do is we gift tea. Yeah, hand all the listeners too. It's an incredible um, instrument. Um, Serve tea, um, offer tea as a way of creating relationship, uh, connection, heart to heart. Um, And I think that tea ceremony has been used all over the planet for that Mm -hmm. specific purpose for a very long time. And it still works, um, <laughs> so sharing a cup of tea with someone is like sharing your heart with them um, yes. and sometimes we're in places where we don't speak the same language, so it's just it's really been you know tested in that way that you can really connect with people over a cup of tea uh so that's that that's that part of uh my life and we We always have tea with people that come into our home um and I'm not quite sure what else to say about that
1: oh it's a it's a it's a beautiful ceremony and a beautiful ritual that you practice and um I remember we had we, we had the cup of tea together sitting out um in front of the uh, the oh well,
2: we did
1: union. yeah
2: yeah
1: a, a great conversation um it was really yeah, cool.
2: I mean just different oh, things forget that. Deeper things come up when you start, when you have a cup of tea together. Great.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so, Rhea, so tell me a little bit about your core values and then how you bring those into your life. What your core values are.
2: My core values, well, one of the main things is beauty. I I feel like beauty especially beauty from the natural world can just bust our hearts open um, create really dynamic and amazing shifts in our bodies um, I feel like every little corner and aspect of human reality could add could use a little more beauty um, and so I feel like the you know a treatment that I create for each person that comes in is kind of encapsulated in this beauty and grace and um, without being I mean it's sounding too cheesy but like it's really this precious time that is shared You're kind of like that tea you know sharing a cup of tea is this really precious time where their systems shifting and changing and and opening up to new possibility and that's a really beautiful thing um i feel like the herbal medicine is reflects that as well it's i mean i just get to work with these incredibly beautiful plants that are on this planet that are completely designed to heal our bodies there's more and more i mean there's this wealth of indigenous knowledge that's being that has been passed down through east Asian medicine and ayurvedic medicine and um, Native American medicine to name just a few but it's like so much more is even being found out you know now about the wealth of medicine in the Amazon and just all over the planet so there's this beauty line this lineage of um, using herbal preparations to heal our body this symbiotic relationship we have with the plant world is um, like in alignment with my value <laughs> of beauty and Earth-based medicine. It. Yeah,
1: I love that. Yeah. So beauty is one any other core values for you
2: with well, relationship. Okay, you know, deep, heart connected, honest relationships. Um, and that's how I was you know I chose to market in that way I and mean, create a marketing action plan for my business that was completely relationship-based and I think I shared with you that my main thing that I did was <clears throat> have tea dates with people once or twice a week every week just reach mm-hmm. out to different practitioners um, you know surgeons physical therapists uh, nutritionists, that we would share, like we shared a common patient and so I would reach out to them, and then we would meet over tea. And that kind of blew up my business in a good way.
1: Mm, fantastic. And
2: you know, and I didn't have to become someone else to market in that way. Mm. It was
1: Which very true to, your, true to you, as well. Yeah.
3: Mhm.
1: Yeah, I love that example of relationship and how you've used. Um, how you've created value, additional value for not only yourself but also obviously your practice, which is you, um, with the T dates and the value that that's brought to your to your business from a marketing perspective.
3: Mhm.
2: It's when the values become. I mean, they're practical. Like they, they. What's the term? Is it hit the ground running?
1: That can be one of them for sure. <laughs>
2: Is that, is that a useful term there?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. So, Rhea, you know, you've had this really grateful life to date, um, from, mm-hmm. from what I know, from what we've talked about. And is as you look back over your life, is there anything that you would – change or how you would approach life up to this point in time? No. Okay. <laughs> I like it. There's, simple, yeah, that's, simple, there's nothing more to answer. say about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Um, and I know that you are, are you still pursuing authorship? Are you still an active writer?
2: I am a writer in waiting.
0: (laughs) I have someone working on
2: my, (laughs) I have someone working on my most recent book in the editing process.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I'm
2: really enjoying the time of not writing
1: too. Okay. And, and do you want to give the listeners maybe a, a sneak preview into what that what what your books about?
2: Um, not yet
1: okay that's totally fair yeah yeah all right
2: I, d- I will say that um, two of the ebooks that I've written in the last couple of years are really in alignment with the medicine in terms of um, one is you know how do we as individuals really learn to listen to what our bodies are saying um, there's such an incredible amount of guidance that comes from these bodies these forms and um, so I've written an ebook called listening to the body um, that really helps people kind of a step-by-step process of tapping into that wealth of knowledge and guidance
1: um, and then the and other we're, ones we're, go ahead I'm sorry I was just gonna ask where people can find that first ebook at. listening to it's
2: that. on my website yeah okay. brilliant-medicine.com um, okay, great. the links are in in the blog you can just search for it art of listening to the yeah. body Okay. um and the other one Excuse it's me. a little it's a little series it's called the second one's called art of listening to nature oh. yeah similar concept just blow it out a little bit bigger the connection with planet and how much information there is for us there
1: fantastic
2: hmm
1: thank you for sharing those and look forward to the third yeah. one coming out the Great Reveal. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. So two two quick uh, really one last question and then the final one'll will, will just be how people can get a hold of you. But let me come
3: mm-hmm. back
1: to the first question first. So so do you have one piece of advice that you've been dying to tell the world but you haven't up until right now that you'd like to share with us today?
2: I, I do I have one piece of advice that I've been dying to tell the world and therefore I've been saying it out loud every day <laughs> so it's not new love, it's, that's
1: great I love it
2: um, but and it sounds really cliche and super simplistic but really it's very complex um, and it's to love yourself it is a daily practice that needs to Um, be incorporated into life so that you can really offer your gifts to the world um, in the unique signature that they they need to be offered through you Um, and so maybe it's as simple as waking up in the morning and before thinking about what you need to do that day just put your hand on your heart and give thanks for your body and um, feel yourself with appreciation for who you are today
1: mm. what a wonderful piece of advice thank you for that
2: yeah you're welcome
1: and so Ray, if somebody wants to get in contact with you which I'm sure that they there will be many what's the best way to for people to either contact you or follow you on social media
2: absolutely um, I would say first and foremost my Website is beautiful. It's packed full of information um, that's easily accessible. It's brilliant-medicine.com. Um, you can reach out to me through my website, so you can contact me via my website. My practice, uh, my private practice, is in Fremont. That's a neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest. That's about it. Okay. Those are my yeah. favorite few. I love
1: it. <laughs> and your your website is pretty is is really spectacular. You know, as we've mentioned it before, I really love it. So great work on that piece. Thank
2: you so much. It is a useful portal. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's very very well done. I right, Ray, I just want to thank you for having our own cup of tea together today. -hmm. Symbolically, through this interview, I really appreciate um, appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time, and I appreciate you sharing everything that you shared today. Really, some great insight on for those that are trying to get their own entrepreneurial skills up to speed, as well as terrific insight into uh, your medicine and what you do to change people's lives and Mm -hmm. your vision for the world it was absolutely fabulous so thank you so much
2: you're so welcome rob i'm honored by the invitation and the um the opportunity to talk with you in this way thank you so much
1: that was a real pleasure so have a great rest of the day and um i look forward to talking to you soon
2: yeah me too rob
0: thanks for your time today and listening to today's episode if you'd like to leave comments or feedback for me, you can reach me on my Facebook page, which is at X, or you can direct message me on Instagram at coach underscore Ronin Awaken. That's at coach underscore R-O-N-I-N-A-W-A-K-E-N. So thanks a lot and have a great remainder of the day.